Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being a part of the Eat More Barbecue family. This is episode number 124 of Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. The release date for this episode is November 11th, which means here in Canada it is Remembrance Day, and it is also Veterans Day in the United States. Please take a moment to give thanks to all of those who have served and sacrificed so that we can have the freedom to do things like cook and enjoy barbecue. We will never forget. I came across Thanksgiving Ranch a couple of months ago on Instagram and pulled up their website to have a look. The amazing photos on their site reminded me of the incredible beauty we have just outside our doorstep here in southern Alberta. Living here in Calgary, I feel fortunate to be just an hour or so away from the Canadian Rockies. Located in the southwest corner of Pincher, of the province near Pincher Creek, Christy and Brad Bustard are truly right in the foothills at their 3,000-acre working guest ranch. After renovating an existing residence into the lodge, Thanksgiving Ranch started taking guests in the spring of 2018 with modern and luxurious amenities and some of the best scenery anywhere. I had a great visit with Brad last week and I'm excited to bring you our conversation. But first... Do you have a barbecue or cooking gadget that you would like to have reviewed on the podcast? I'm looking to do product reviews on the show, so get in contact with me via social media or by email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you in part by the Calgary Foundation. Whether it's funding anti-racism programs, addiction recovery, or food hampers for the hungry, for 65 years the Calgary Foundation has proudly supported the charitable community to address some of Calgary's biggest challenges. Now, during this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community. If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Uh, Back on Zoom tonight and joining me from Pincher Creek, Alberta, I've got Brad Bustard. Brad, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, before we get into uh, Thanksgiving Ranch, uh, a little bit of background info about yourself. Uh, who's Brad? <laughs> I uh, have had a few different uh, jobs in my life. I, yeah. My family grew up or owned a family bakery when I was okay. uh, four years old. So. Uh, I have been going to work with my parents at uh, four or five in the morning since I was four. I would have naps in various places in the bakery. And right, right. As I got older, I was uh, in charge of testing donuts for breakfast. And then I uh, graduated further to do actual work. And yeah. uh, <laughs> um, spent my life uh, growing up as a little kid and a kid and a teenager working in the bakery working in the bakery yeah so um so yeah it was a lot of long hours a lot of crazy hours not much no doubt. Uh, 
free time for a teenager to yeah. do anything like normal, but uh, yeah. that was my life as I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Is that in that. the, uh, in the Pincher Creek area? It was in Pincher Creek. Yeah. So and that's, uh, your, that's home for you then? Yeah. I was a town kid, but, uh, yeah. our baby remains famous to this day. People still ask me to reopen it and almost yeah. every month somebody asks me. So, uh, it's been closed for probably 40 years already or 30 oh, years. Wow. Yeah, thirty, and uh, I worked there until I was about um, after I graduated high school. My mom fired me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> there, I went to school. I became an engineer, and I worked uh, as a project manager for Atco in Calgary. Okay, yeah, and uh, put myself through school working in a restaurant in. Uh, in the city and waiting tables. Um, after that, I worked with Atco internationally. I traveled around quite a few places. Um, nice. Southern U.S. quite a bit and had okay. bar there and uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, and uh, just started cooking more and more and more. Um, and about twenty. Five years ago, my uh, girlfriend's parents asked if there was any chance we would ever move here right. to the ranch because they were thinking of retiring. And uh, so I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> wasn't in the cards. Eh? <laughs> it was way, way, way off the radar. Yeah. <laughs> and from there... Uh, we discussed things a few more times, asked a lot of questions, yeah. and uh, ended up here 22 years ago. Okay, so you've been there a while then. Yeah, this is my longest job now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I moved here, I didn't know the difference between steers and heifers and cows and bulls and anything like that. and. Yeah. Uh, have since graduated to uh, run two and a half thousand feeder cattle every year. <laughs> well, so that's uh, yeah, quite the education. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, and then from there, we uh, the ranch has always been a ranch. Um, it's been in our family for forty years. Right. Before that, it was homesteaders and early settlers in the area. Right. Yep. Uh, grazed cattle out here. Um, at the point where our family bought the ranch, there was no fences. There was wide open spaces. It was kind of all the neighbors pushed their cattle west of the highway. And that was right. where they spent the summer. And it wasn't yeah. so much. Um, and we've since evolved it into a sort of an intensive rotational grazing system where we graze a lot of cattle in the summer and let the grass rest for about nine months of the year. Right. So and let's, uh, yeah, talk about, uh, and that's Thanksgiving Ranch, it's called. Is that uh, name always been with the property? Is that something you guys came up with there? That is something we came up with. It was right. uh, it was our own internal name because it was a family business name, mm -hmm. and we had our own business, but it wasn't in our name. Um, it was in the family name, and... Uh, there was a lot of confusion with vendors over bills and we were ranches and they were farms and right. Okay. 
changed it all to, uh, we'd always called it uh, Thanksgiving Ranch internally, just amongst ourselves and our family, but right. uh, so. never to the in-laws. Right. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, basically it was just, um, we were thankful that we get the opportunity to look after this piece of land. It's uh, mm-hmm. a special place to us. It's a special place when anybody comes and sees it for themselves. Yeah. Um, whether it's cattle liner drivers or our accountant or bankers or hunters, salesmen or contractors, they all are like, wow, this is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just such a beautiful uh, area, right? I've been fortunate to be down there a few times. I've never spent a lot of time in that area, but maybe tell folks uh, that aren't familiar, just describe the, uh, the landscape you're, you know, in the foothills of the Canadian Rockies, I guess is the the best way to put it. Yeah, it's um, we border the we border um, BC and the United States, basically. Yeah, right down in the southwest about, corner of Alberta. Yeah, we're about fifteen miles from the U.S. and we're fifteen miles from BC. Okay, so we are right in the front range of the Rocky Mountains. They're mm-hmm. about two miles outside our front window, and uh, we get some crazy weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Uh, so we, we've had winter and summer the, in the last two, three weeks here. So. Yeah, we had a 50 degree Celsius swing yeah. in the last 10 days kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Um, the weather can wildly change, but uh, it makes for a unique scenery um it can snow one minute and it can be yeah. a rainbow and it can be sunny the next minute and it can yeah. be hurricane force winds <laughs> yeah you get the we get the wind in calgary you get it even more down there so <laughs> yeah uh, there's about 10 nights a year where it would be nice if the house just was on hydraulics and sunk into the ground because yeah get out of it feels like it could fall over <laughs> yeah no doubt <laughs> Uh, so the, the website describes the ranch as a working guest ranch. So uh, can we explain what that means? Well, um, after a lot of uh, succession planning and dealing with the older generation and uh, health issues and whatever with them, uh, right. the, the ranch is now in our hands and we are the caretakers and owners of it. Um, we had an extra building, which used to be their house. Okay. And, uh, we have basically always had it in our mind that it was a potential tourism business. Mm -hmm. Um, we also wanted to establish a secondary business so that we didn't have to solely rely on cattle with prices that uh, can fluctuate wildly depending on the election in the States last night. (laughs) Yeah. or be any other droughts or different yes. things. Um, so we wanted to create a secondary business that would maybe right. even out some of the troughs and uh, provide a bit of a safety net. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, we started making some renovations to fix, modernize some things. Mm-hmm. And uh, spring of 2018, we had our first guests and we were kind of uh, – a secret place for about a year um, with 
very few people knowing about us, but we were kind of testing the water and seeing yeah. what could, uh, we developed our website. Um, then we had to figure out social media and all sorts of ways to spend your day. Yep. <laughs> um, and from there this year, we had quite a few bookings that were from Europe and yeah. looking promising. That was sort of what we assumed our clientele would be. It's kind of a, um, a German's dream. It's a log home with a mountain view with horses and cattle and sure. running nearby and yeah. mountains and green trees. And it's kind of this German perfection scene that uh, right. we thought would be the easy target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of clients booked and then COVID happened. Yeah. And, we'll uh, talk. Uh, yeah. We got, I was going to ask that, uh, the impact, I guess, on you guys, obviously, uh, as a uh, destination location uh, with international travel being shut down, essentially, that's uh, certainly had yeah. an impact. We had to pay attention with the cattle prices and stuff. And as as China was blowing up, I was scared enough that I sold my summer grass cattle uh, way back in February, even though we didn't deliver them until end of August. But uh, right. I just did not want to have a sleepless summer worrying about yep. what's going to happen. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the cattle market, and that's what we do, and that's our lifestyle. And yeah. uh, that was the call this year. <laughs> and then the tourism business, um, everybody canceled. They mm-hmm. couldn't get it, obviously. And uh, so then it was a kind of a pause for a month or so to see what this all meant and what was going to happen. Uh, and from there it became, how do we get Albertans and sort of more local people to come? Right. Yep. Um, and we ran a few different programs and pushed out things uh, to Alberta, BC and uh, ended up being quite busy with. Oh, that's good staycation people that were yeah. coming Edmonton and Calgary and uh, Southeastern BC and Vancouver, mm-hmm. different places in Saskatchewan. Yep. And it turned into uh, quite a busy summer where we ended up with a decent amount of people, certainly to um, give us a taste of what we're in for and uh, uh, experience it and figure out what we're going to need to do for staffing and things going yeah. forward, uh, how we're going to manage the cattle business and the tourism business at the same right, time. Right. Yeah. Two very different, uh, <laughs> sides of the sides of the coin, I guess. Eh? Yeah. And it'd be nice to have unlimited funds to have a staff of sure. X number to look after tourists and a staff of X number of people to look after the cattle. But, uh, yeah. generally, down to um, a couple people basically and we kind of work really hard in the summer <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah but that's the obviously the busy time right uh on the accommodation side for the tourist stuff is it are you open year-round we intend to be open mostly year-round um, yeah we obviously summer will be uh the course, yeah. time yeah um, who knows where COVID's gonna go but i guess yeah. we're 
focused on Canada for the next mm-hmm. few years because I don't think it's going to become a normal thing to fly across very quickly. Not uh, not for a while, I don't think, no. Um, Unfortunately for all of us. So. Yeah, so we're thinking that uh, uh, we'll start doing some different tours, um, incorporate with some tour operators and retreat operators that uh, will provide some retreat uh, courses that uh, right. might be long and two operators that will bring uh, people to the Rocky Mountains kind of thing for a tour area kind of uh, plan. And then uh, the last couple of weeks we've been working on wedding uh, upgrades to the web- website to right. uh, see if that market is something we want to get into. Yep. And uh, yeah, just got to flex and bend and see what works. Yeah. Pip- yeah. Pip- pivot, I hear is the, the word, right? <laughs> Shuffle around. Let yeah. Those- so, uh, what's not enjoyable and go from there. Yep. Uh, get into a little bit about the accommodations, uh, folks that are coming out to stay. What, uh, what sort of accommodations do you have to offer there? Uh, well, um, we're based, uh, our, our ranch is, uh, a few thousand acres. Um, we have a very private scene. We have a driveway that's five kilometers long. So when you drive in our front gate, you've got a seven-minute drive or so to get to the lodge. Um, you go down a hill towards the Pincher Creek itself, and right there is uh, three log buildings that uh, comprise the lodge. Okay. Um, one is the primary residence that uh, has uh, three suites inside that are two of them are two-bedroom suites. And one of them is a one-bedroom suite. They all have private bathrooms. Uh, the whole lodge, that building itself can accommodate 10 people. Okay. Another suite um, in a separate building that can accommodate kind of an apartment building or apartment-style suite that uh, can accommodate uh, a family of four or four people, I guess. Uh, sure. Two, yeah. two beds. Mm-hmm in kind of a wide open suite space. Um, right, okay. And then depending on what COVID does and things, we also have an indoor pool. Oh, nice. Um, and that's separated from the two buildings as well. Uh, so we've got, um, you know, these incredible views. We've got these unique buildings with the log uh, structures, with mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, very well-kept and maintained German antiques inside that are decorated, okay. decorate the inside. And it's just a, a warm, cozy space that uh, has a couple of wood-burning fireplaces. Um, the large, you know, every area is large. You can, uh, we had a wedding this summer for 40 people. Um, and it kind of felt like a small party was going on. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't crowded at all. Um, yep. We had an Instagram post this summer where at capacity with 14 people in the lodge, if you brought a family or multi-generations down to that you guys were comfortable with each other. Um, yeah. We joked in our post that it's uh, 214 acres per person at capacity. Wow. There you go. Lots of room, right? 
<laughs> and, so uh, all, even, all in all, you have accommodation for around 40 people? 14, one four. Oh, I'm one four. Okay, sorry. Um, and then uh, we've also got a barn facility that uh, is about 500 yards from the lodge. Right. And it is our barn. It's our working barn where we saddle our horses and stuff for uh, guided horseback rides and different experiences that we offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the front of the barn is basically, uh, it's called the barn, but it's its uh, a very clean barn. Um, right. <laughs> it was built for animals, but it is not for animals. Not and, anymore. Yeah. And we host uh, the weddings or large corporate barbecues down there for mm. up to a- up to how many sorry a hundred can easily be fed down there nice. um, uh, we've also got a meeting space down there that can hold about 30 people quite comfortably upstairs perfect so yeah you're kind of set up to uh bring in people for a number of different things right the family that's just wanted to get away uh corporate events that sort of thing right uh we try to um, you know, have that diversity. I think the winter maybe is more the corporate idea with mm-hmm. the, obviously it's not cool to meet in person anymore because no, not so much <laughs> Zoom is over, but yeah. That, um, oh, you know, but if people do retreats or if we hold, uh, you know, uh, uh, a painting weekend or a yoga weekend or, mm-hmm photography course we have very dark skies as well so when you uh, go outside at night you are as long as there's no clouds um sure yeah it'll be that how many stars exist and uh, yeah uh, yeah when you get you get outside of the city it's a completely different uh so yeah you don't have any neighbors to the north west south and to the east we have neighbors but they're up a hill and about 10 miles away so yeah there is nothing else within miles of you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, That's one. so is it actually, is it Pincher Creek itself that runs through the property? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It so it's uh, sometimes in flood and sometimes almost dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, somebody coming out for a weekend, you, you mentioned uh, the horse, uh, was it buggy or wagon rides? What what other kind of experiences could somebody expect expect to have when they're out there? Uh, well, we're we've got a undeveloped um, route of trails around the ranch that okay. we are working on uh, signing them and marking them out a little bit uh, better. Um, that's been a project this whole uh, since May. Right. And uh, so there's, you know, lots of area and territory to explore on your own as you want, or you can hire guides to uh, take you. Mm -hmm. Um, We offer horseback rides for inexperienced people, like a two-hour tour up to um, an experienced group can go for four hours if they choose. Right. Um, And then this winter, we're going to try to offer, depending on the weather and weather permitting, um, cross-country skiing and snowshoeing trails. I was going to say that land, the, the landscape there would lend itself nicely to that. Huh? And possibly fat biking, I guess. Sure, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So that's uh, our plan for winter. Um, but with the proximity to the mountains in southern Alberta, you get schnooks and yeah. 
the snow can disappear quickly. But yes, it does. <laughs> Indeed. You're going to come fat biking in the middle of February. Um, you might yeah. just wear shoes or... Yeah, you never know. need every piece of clothing you've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one or the other, right? This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you in part by CPA Alberta. CPA Alberta represents more than 29,000 CPAs, also known as Chartered Professional Accountants, across the province. CPAs are more than number crunchers that love Excel spreadsheets. They are business leaders, finance experts, trusted advisors, and entrepreneurs. They work in many different industries, from film to fashion, from government to oil and gas. Long story short, CPAs didn't just break the mold, they made their own. CPAs can help you spark your next big idea, pivot during difficult times, start your new business off on the right foot, and so much more. For an inside look at how Alberta CPAs are supporting their clients through their pandemic, follow CPA Alberta on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. You can also visit www.cpaalberta.ca to find out more. Uh, so you kind of you've got a, a culinary background of some sort. Are you bringing any of that into the the dining end of the of the ranch experience there? Well, yeah. Um, like I grew up in the bakery and yeah. worked, um, and then just kind of self educated myself into being a. a, a Decent cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> my statement here. Um, yeah. <laughs> somehow people know that I'm a, say that I'm a, they've heard I'm a very good cook, but yeah, um, wow there. Yep. where that comes from. But um, I'm the cook right now and the baker and uh, try to take care of the guests with food. Um, yeah. Offer breakfast with the accommodations. And then uh, if people want to add on, dinners and lunches then we can do that too okay and so far this summer probably 95 percent of people just stayed here for lunch and supper they got here with big intentions of going to waterton and going doing tours and they get here and sit out on the deck and look at the sea and hear nothing and uh they usually like uh, their biggest problem is after two or three days, they've forgotten where they left their keys and they're yeah. trying to figure out how to get their car going because <laughs> where the keys are, because they just stayed here for yeah. 48 hours and they didn't move. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Eh? So that's been unusual because they do show up and they have all these plans and then they, mm-hmm. they uh, kind of get here and say, yeah, I think we'll actually just, Stay here, and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you must, must be doing something right. So yeah, it's, uh, hopefully, uh, well, nobody said we need a chef, but uh, hopefully, I won't have to do that forever. But yeah, I can handle it so far. So far, yeah. And what uh, what sort of uh, stuff are you cooking up there? What are you making? Uh, well, Alberta beef is, I guess, the you know we're not trying to serve chicken. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alberta beef, uh, the seven signature foods from Alberta, uh, right. the buffalo beef, uh, red fife wheat for breads, mm-hmm. um, Saskatoon berries, canola oil, 
um, and root vegetables are the seven signature foods. Yes, yep. I've had I've had Karen uh, from Alberta Food Tours on, so uh, anyone who listens uh, is familiar with that. So that's kind of our focus is like oh, beautiful, yeah, with real ingredients. And uh, I met with a, a guy today that uh, you know it's not it's not rocket science to uh, cook good food. Like if you're making a cheesecake, you use cream cheese and actually make the cheesecake and. Right. Uh, tastes a lot better than the one you're going to pull out of the freezer at the grocery store. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, if it's uh, homemade without all the other junk in it, right? Uh, so, yeah, basically it's just good homemade food that's fresh and local. And uh, one meal I served this uh, fall, instead of a 100-mile diet, it was basically a 100-yard diet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, it was our beef. It was our vegetables. It was our bread. <laughs> it was awesome. It. Everything. Oh, that's wonderful. That's uh, that's awesome. great. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very local food. <laughs> yeah. Um, Excellent. And uh, are you doing any kind of outdoor cooking with the beef uh, barbecue grilling? Um, yeah. Like we, when we host larger events, um, we've hosted a lot of uh, large barbecue events for different charities or Rotary Club kind of thing. Excellent. Um, and that is, you know, the traditional Alberta barbecue, uh, you know, barbecued prime rib with uh, baked beans and uh, baked potato and coleslaw. Yep. Uh, right. Hey, why That's, mess with it, right? Um, so, yeah, you know, it's nothing for us to take uh, 10 prime ribs and cook them on our barbecue. Um, yeah. Roast them all day. A uh, couple of years ago, I'd forgotten about my bacon bits. Um, for my baked potato. Mm. And I grabbed my son and said, run into the shop and grab the tiger torch and spread these uh, bacon bits out on this tray here and yep. torch fast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> tiger torch. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting flames at these bacon bits and we got them roasted up pretty quick. And, yeah, uh, it won't take long. Yeah. That was how we did the bacon bits. So fire's yeah. <laughs> our friend. Yeah food anyways yeah for sure yeah just you know there's nothing much better than a great piece of alberta beef that's uh, been grilled or barbecued or um you know even a hamburger that's uh you know you know alberta beef is by far <laughs> the best beef in the world and uh yep huge proponent of it obviously yeah um, yep. my custom made i love alberta beef flags that i fly all summer and wonderful uh, yeah uh, yeah it's a uh, it's a big part of who we are and uh, mm. when we hear the uh, crazy stories about methane gas from farts and burps it's kind of yeah. because it's uh it's a bit of uh, false advertising <laughs> yeah yeah and i think some of that comes from some of the big kind of if you call it factory farming operations, right? Yeah. Whereas folks like yourselves that are uh, doing it naturally and doing it a uh, you know much more traditional way, uh, yeah. you're 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 stewards of the land as much as anything, right? So yeah, we raise a lot of cattle, but we uh, our land is what we are taking care of. We're mm-hmm. trying to take care of cattle and make their summer as good as we possibly can. 
so they're happy and stress-free, but uh, without taking care of the land and the water and the trees and everything else and making making everybody's life simpler and having good fences and uh, yep. not stressing anybody out, whether it's the people or the cattle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the water. Yep. Is uh, the way to go, and it's just a, a nicer way to deal with everything and you know, you can get frustrated, but there's no point in totally losing it because that's not going to solve anything either. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Mitchells at Flint yep. Rock Ranch. They're up your way. I've, we, I've been out there and uh, visited their property and, you know, they, they talk about even with, you know, if you're doing it right, the cattle help the land, right? It's, uh, it's. Absolutely. And, uh, I actually was, uh, one of our guests this summer, she was a vegan. Her husband is a hunter, but she was a vegan. And I was kind of like, wow, that's, I was very stressed about what I was going to feed her and yeah. trying to, I'll, I'll feed her this. And I was like, oh, I can't, there's butter in that. And right. What going to do with this thing? And uh, I ended up uh, pulling it all off. And uh, the last morning, I made them waffles before they left. And she said, those smell so good. I said, well, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to convince you to switch sides or anything, but if you try one of these waffles, you might just become a normal person again. <laughs> and I laughed and she yeah. actually ate one of my waffles and said it was delicious. And that was the first time she'd had eggs in, wow. in 14 years or something. She said, and she was like, so I was kind of like, yeah, that's uh, a victory. <laughs> Next time, have a steak. Yeah, so <laughs> build up to it. <laughs> so, any uh, any kind of thoughts for going down the road? Obviously, uh, uh, assuming we get out of this COVID thing at some point, what's uh, what's in the plans for uh, Thanksgiving Ranch? I think uh, just build some more awareness of who and what we are, and yeah. uh, I think uh, you know uh, we've got a lot of things that check off a lot of boxes. We've got privacy, we've got serenity, quiet, um, an incredible location, great accommodations. And a uh, big part of that is food and using fire to cook meat. Yep. <laughs> it's always a good way to go. And Absolutely. Uh, just making things homemade. Um, you know, we want to serve some people dinners down by our Creek. We've built a picnic table this summer that, uh, will be maintenance free out of, uh, the recycled plastic decking. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, built a picnic table out of. So we want to do dinners down by the Creek. Um, we want to do farm to table dinners. Um, mm-hmm. you know, long table dinners were the thing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Then they'll be back someday. Some point they'll be back. <laughs> they will be long separated table dinners. <laughs> really long, really long tables. <laughs> but, uh, want to, you know, promote ourselves, but Alberta and mm-hmm. beef, uh, uh, you know, Alberta's got a lot of great things going for it. And, you know, people, certainly beef producers do not get up at the morning and <clears throat> work as hard as they do uh, with the intention of doing anything harmful to their land. That's, they've worked hard to pay for that land and they do not get up purposely abusing their animals and abusing their it's really frustrating to see these um, you know 
commercials that uh, <laughs> push the harmful agenda. Um, it's it's quite surprising how much um, press they get. I guess. And, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, um, people generally ninety nine point nine percent just are out there working hard, taking care of everything as best they can, and um, it's a great industry and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wild ride sometimes, but uh, I'm sure, yeah. Certainly part of what it made Alberta and uh, hopefully will always exist, but uh, things change and whatever. But, yep. you know, we uh, we sometimes go 10 frost free days in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we got a choice to grow tomatoes or wheat out here. Um, no, yeah, where you are, it's uh, yeah, a little different land there. We're in the edge of the mountains and we have grass and yeah our cattle eat our grass and that's right and grow tomatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> now and one of the you know i've been doing the podcast here for a couple of years and one of the my highlights for me has been the opportunity to visit with over in this case over zoom but get out to a number of farms in alberta cattle farms pig farms i was up at a bison ranch a couple of weeks ago and uh you know, you as you said, it's it's hardworking people that care about the land, care about the animals, and uh, you know they're like you said, ninety nine point nine percent of them uh, are are in it for the right reasons, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, the ones that aren't are the ones that get the press, right? Because that's the that's the story, and that's what gets people clicking and watching. So, yeah, uh, yeah. try to get uh, try to get stories like yours out there more as much as I can. So, for sure, <laughs> so. So yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it'll be a progression of things for us. We mm-hmm. try to uh, raise awareness and uh, you know explain our story to people when they're here. And uh, I've taken people out when we move our cattle and uh, show them how we move them. And mm-hmm. uh, you know they've either never been around cattle or they've certainly never seen so many cattle. And to s- to show them how calm the cattle are and how happy they are and how they are snoopy about what you're doing but totally afraid of what you might do to them and yeah and it, it's uh quite the experience for them and they just kind of they all i've got a picture of them on instagram i believe that uh, where a couple of ladies just laid down in the grass and said can we do this and i said yeah they they will not trample you because they don't want to yeah. hurt you. yeah they're gonna probably come up and sniff you and smell you but just don't move and everybody mm-hmm. and they were beside themselves because they obviously never (laughs) experienced anything like that. And so we've done a few of those, um, cattle and kind of educate them and show them that, um, we are basically trying to, what we do is we try to duplicate what the Buffalo did 500 years ago. Yeah. We come into an area with a bunch of animals and we quickly get out of it after we eat the grass and we, give it rest to grow back in the next six weeks or whatever, before we come back to it again and sort of imitate on our very small scale. Mm-hmm. Um, did to this area hundreds of years ago and, uh, you know, keep control of weeds and keep control of the, the bad things that come along and, uh, and yep. basically take care of the grass. And like I say, the, we want to make it summer camp for the cow. Yes. Yeah their summer job and they're 
going to grow more and be happier if they're relaxed. And that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what one of the one of the cattle farmers I I, I visited with. Uh, he talked about he had a a school group out touring the farm, and one of the kids asked him why the cows aren't making noise, and he says, "Well, happy cows don't. Oh, you know, yeah. if they're happy and calm, they're they're quiet animals, right?" So, totally. So yeah. It, so. It's just a mentality, and uh, yeah, it's um, and it goes back to the people. Like uh, my father-in-law was a very stressed-out German, and everybody was tense, including the cattle. And since yeah. he stopped coming and stopped riding, stopped hearing, yeah, the cattle are very zen and totally happy. And the feedlots that I use, my that feed my cattle in the winter. Um, yep. I've switched out of places that the guys are not as nice as they should be. And I've gone to places where people will actually like take the animal into their garage at night if they're sick and right. sort of nurse them back to health. And cause they care desperately about these animals and uh, take care of them. And then uh, when those cattle come out, they're not uh, freaking out that a, horses near them or that are mm-hmm. near them they're used to people being near them and cattle right. and yep. you know, horses being nearby and they just uh, are relaxed so it's, yeah, it's it's great it's all part of what thanksgiving ranch is and all part of what we named it for right. <laughs> i'll just uh um, yeah just happy to be able to share it and uh take care of things for yeah, a while for sure a <laughs> uh, question i meant to ask you right at the beginning uh kind of bringing it back to food a little bit uh what what does barbecue mean to you brad oh, uh, delicious <laughs> <laughs> it's as good a one-word answer as you're gonna find it. <laughs> it i was not in the beef business until like 22 years ago, but I, um, I went on a family trip when I was 12. Um, and I actually had to pay for my own meals because my parents said, you've got a job at the bakery and, uh, I'm going to pay for a steak sandwich at every meal. (laughs) And that's all I ate. It was steak, 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 steak. I didn't want a hamburger. I didn't want chicken. I didn't want anything else. So, I've always been a, a lover of Alberta beef and, uh, you know, steak is uh, high up on my list of good things. Um, yep. It's always when you order a, a side of beef from somebody and you get all this hamburger and very few steaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <With> more ribs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, bigger tenderloins and bigger <laughs> prime ribs. Yeah less hamburger meat <laughs> yeah exactly keep the uh, keep the the main cuts right that hasn't been a genetic uh, thing but that i think that would take off if uh, some breeder wanted to create that animal i think that yeah. would uh, spice the ribs and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some good old yeah. Ribs. some nice big beef ribs right i've had uh, a lot of barbecue in my life and yeah it's uh, it rarely disappoints. Um, it rarely disappoints. It's always delicious, and it doesn't have to be beef. But uh, obviously, that's my thing. But uh, anything fire is 
pretty good. Yep. Uh, before we wrap up, Brad, where can folks find you online, social media? Uh, Thanksgiving Ranch, Thanksgiving Ranch, Thanksgiving Ranch. So www.thanksgivingranch.ca. Instagram is Thanksgiving Ranch, and Facebook is The Lodge at Thanksgiving Ranch. And if you Google on like google.ca, google.com, Thanksgiving Ranch will kick you into uh, our place, and uh, you can read reviews that people have left yeah. for us. And uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. For sure. Yeah, try. And folks, uh, if nothing else, have a look at the website because the, uh, the the photos, uh, it's just stunning. So, Yeah, and a lot of people get here and they say, photos were good, but this is way better in real life. And yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. Okay, but... Yeah. <laughs> tried. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, yeah, it's, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Last question I ask everybody, Brad, it's, it's dinner time. Uh, and you kind of were talking about steak. What's your, uh, what's going on the grill? What's your, uh, what's your cut? Oh, filet. Yeah. Filet um, guy. Yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I had brisket for supper tonight with some, oh. uh, right now, that was left over, uh, brisket yeah. from the, and, uh, um, we'll be having steak and lobster for my kid's birthday this weekend. Oh, nice, nice traditional birthday meal that everybody yeah. gets. Uh, fillet is uh, high up on everybody's list, whether it's uh, just the fillet or with the lobster tail or some crab legs and hollandaise to make some steak Neptune. Nice, anything, uh, <laughs> anything goes, but yeah, yeah. Bar- how do you, what do you do? You, you mentioned brisket. What do you, how are you cooking your brisket out there? I am still learning. That's uh it's a very, uh, yeah, I need, yeah. <laughs> I, need a, I would need to put a few more times. I've yeah. done them. They're not great. And I've done them in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to get. Yeah. I've tried it. It's low and slow, but uh, yeah. What are you cooking on? Um, a Kamado Joe. Okay, yep. The egg, grill. yeah. The egg style. You just on a Weber gas grill with a smoking box on it. But yep. uh, when it's too windy and I don't want to deal with the finicky of the yeah. fire, totally under control because I'm away or running around and stuff. Yep. But it's, uh, yeah, brisket is a. It's a tricky one. Yeah, you watch shows and people pull it off and it's like, man, that looks yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you, when you nail it, it's uh it's worth all the effort. Right. Uh, so it's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah. A little tricky for sure. I guess that's why when you get down South, it's uh that's the, uh, you know, if a place in Texas, if, if they've got good brisket, you, you know, they're doing something right. Right. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad, uh, Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate you take a, taking some time out of your evening and uh, thrilled to share uh, the Thanksgiving Ranch story a little bit with my listeners and uh, looking forward to getting down there uh, at some point and uh, shaking your hand face to face one of these days. And uh, uh, as good. you said, as you said, seeing what those uh, 
how the pictures compare to the the real thing there. So. Oh, exactly. No, thanks for your interest and thanks for questioning. And, awesome. Uh, hopefully that uh, gives you everything you needed. Awesome. No, that was, that was great, Brad. Appreciate it. Thank you. Big thanks to Brad for joining me to chat about Thanksgiving Ranch. Check them out online and on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking for a luxury ranch getaway, make sure to give them a look. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This week's network shout-out goes to my boys Travis and Ty in the Two and Out CFL Podcast. I was excited to be a part of last year's Two and Out live show during Grey Cup, and they're at it again. Only this year, it's a virtual event. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for details on how you can join in the fun with a donation to the Chris Knox Foundation. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to the To and Out CFL podcast and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joint some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>